Hey, good morning, everybody. It's Saturday, November 7th. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Just like I start many episodes, I want to talk about the S&P 500. What a week it has been. So much volatility as a result of the election, as you know, and we still don't know today who our president will be, but we'll know that soon. The S&P 500 landed at about 3509, and the all-time high on September 2nd was 3581. So we are right back up there. So the low, as you know, was March 17th of 2020 at 2386. So again, lots of volatility going on. So as you can hear, I'm out walking my way to wealth, and I want you to join me as well. I actually want you to write your way to wealth as well. W-R-I-T-E, and I'll be getting to that here in just a few minutes. But first, a little bit of a recap or summary of my last week's episode. So thank you so much for listening to the Suddenly Susan story. You know, I think everybody should really individually think about your money. doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or not, but prepare for the what ifs of life. What if you may have to go through a divorce? Would you be okay with the money that you have? Everybody should be thinking about that. And nobody should be in a toxic relationship, whether it be emotionally speaking or financially speaking. And so as you know, Susan is going through a lot of life changes right now. And in October, I talked a lot about being a big fish in a small pond. So Susan really is a big fish in a small pond. She's working for a dental hygienist, or she's acting as a dental hygienist with a very small company. So for all of you that are working for small companies, be that big fish in the small pond. That's going to help you move forward. I also talked about the psychology of money in October. So Susan had to deal with a lot of things. She's learning about her own psychology and how she can move into becoming a very powerful woman as she goes into the year 2021. So again, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, everybody should be powerful with their money. I talked a lot about the little engine that could So remember, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. So Susan, as she goes forward, she needs to think that way, right? She has the ability to become that engine, very powerful with her money, and she's going to make some changes coming up in her life. So now here we move into November. So again, it's Saturday, November 7th. I'm going to be thinking about the next three episodes leading into a case study at the end of November which I'm going to call the Thrift Family Robinson. Not the Swiss Family Robinson, but the Thrift. T-H-I... How do you spell that? T-H-R-I-F-T. The Thrift Family Robinson right around Thanksgiving on November 28th. So Mr. Robinson is 44. Mrs. Robinson is 45. They have children, so they have a family. So be looking forward to that episode coming up here in the next several weeks. But today... On Saturday, November 7th, I have a Ask Yourself This episode, which is, I think all of us should be thinking about our budgets in 2021 right now. As I said previously, I had some homework assignments for you, remember, in one of my episodes. Your homework now, over the next 60 days, is to think about your budget, your operating budget for 2021. So today, the episode, I think, is going to be called... Are your five key steps to build your 2021 budget in place? Are those in place? So I'm going to be working on that just as soon as I get back to my home office. 
Um, I'm walking my way to wealth and I hope you're joining me as well. And again, we're going to write our way to wealth, W-R-I-T-E. So stay tuned, everybody. The podcast begins right now. Hey, before we start our episode, if you want to be featured on the show in a case study where I develop a three to five point plan to bring you from broke to brilliant in 10 to 15 years, then email me at evanthomasbroke at yahoo.com. I'll send you my questionnaire. You fill it out, send it back, and if chosen, you'll be featured anonymously free of charge on an upcoming episode where we take a look at a financial or motivational topic to gradually shift your thoughts from a broke to brilliant mindset. And as always, this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult with a financial advisor if necessary. My name is Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast. 9800 times 0.03. Okay. Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Sorry, you probably hear my calculator, right? I'm a little bit old fashioned. I still have a Casio calculator that I use when I'm building my budget. So I would (laughs) highly encourage all of you to do the same when you're building your budget each and every year. And of course, as you know, we're going into the year 2021. So welcome everybody, I'm Evan Thomas. Today we're gonna be asking ourselves this, are your five steps, or what are the five steps to build your budget going into 2021? So I wanna anchor back to my July 11th episode called The Power of Percents. If you haven't listened to that, you may wanna go back and you know, listen and do a deep dive into the concepts of the power of percents of your money in your operating budget. So I I think it's super important for people to understand if they're out of whack with their percentages in their budget. But today I want to talk through the five steps that I think all of you should be thinking about as you prepare your budget for 2021. Because remember, I gave you some homework the other day, didn't I? I asked all of you to put together your budget. You have two months, you've got 60 days going into the year 2021 to build your budget on paper. And it may take an hour, it may take two hours, it may take three hours. And here I am right now, today on November 7th of 2020, building my budget for my fiscal year that as you know, begins in March. So I'm like four months away, and I'm going to share with you all of my numbers, and you can anchor back then to your budget so that you have a benchmark of which to compare and to think through what's actually possible for your budget going into the year 2021. And I'm actually doing this right now because uh, just to share a little bit with you in terms of the company that I work for. We generally get a merit increase, um, hopefully, (laughs) of maybe 2%, 3%, something like that every year. And it happens at this time of the year because we have a fiscal year which ends in September. So they close their books. They think about that. They allocate, hopefully, for everybody a merit increase, as well as some of us are actually eligible for a bonus. 
So if you go back to my July 11th episode, The Power of Percents, I talk through some of those items that I then put into my budget because I forecast what that bonus will be. So I know for many of you then, if you're building your budget, you have to think through everything and look at it as a big picture and take that time right now over the next 60 days to build your budget. So let me segue now into what the five steps really are. And as I walk through these five steps, not only am I going to tell you and explain what the step is that you can relate to your finances, but I'm going to share with you then what my numbers are and what my thought process is this morning as I've been doing a deep dive into my fiscal 2020, 2021 budget, which again, doesn't start until March. So I'm approximately 85% complete with it, just another 15% to go, which I'll nail down over the next four months. And that's the beauty of building your budget in advance because you get to go back to it week after week, put in new numbers until the year actually begins for you. So for those of you that are new to building your budget, I hope that this helps you in terms of how you can put everything down on paper. And a little while in, or a little bit ago, I should say, in the introduction of the podcast, I said, you know, hopefully you're all walking with me to wealth. And I know many of you right now probably have your earbuds in and you're out walking. That's great. You may want to listen to this episode a little bit later where you can not only walk your way to wealth with me, but also write your way to wealth. Because I believe that everybody should put down on a piece of paper. You can hear my paper crinkling a little bit here. So I've got paper in front of me. I've got a pen. I've got my calculator, which you can hear. Don't always rely on apps, right? Just do it the old-fashioned way. Get a piece of paper. Get a pen. It really is going to help you as you build your vision. And yes, you can transfer it into the spreadsheet, the Excel spreadsheet that I talked about, which I have in front of me on my laptop right now. And, you know, you can definitely put it in the um, Excel spreadsheet, but having a bigger picture on paper is really going to help you as you build your vision. So let's switch gears now a little bit and let's talk through the first step in building your budget. So number one, and go ahead and write this down on a piece of paper, um, you're going to want to nail down, of course, your gross income. You're going to want to nail down what you forecast to be your gross income for the year 2021. So in front of me then, I just told you a few minutes ago that we got our merit increase. And so I know what that is going to be um, for 2021. So on my spreadsheet, I have an area where I forecast what those paychecks are going to look like. So for me, and I'll just share these numbers with you and you can do the same, is to think about and forecast what your paycheck is going to look like because you can't really build your budget if you don't know what this is going to be. So previously I shared with everybody in the episode that I look at my gross income as a total, which includes my bonus forecast 
as well as my company matches, because then I take the company matches and I subtract them out because I want that to be part of the savings percentage that I shared with you previously. So what I'm forecasting for coming up here in a few months when I build my budget for fiscal 2021 is $110,000 as my gross. And that looks like, and I'm, I wrote it down on paper here because I just got a 3.3% raise. My base salary was 90,800. You add about 3.3% to that, that's $3,000. My new base salary is 93,800. So that's how I have to calculate the paychecks to get everything into my 401k because I max out my 401k, which I'll talk about here in a little bit. And I'm going to forecast an $11,000 bonus. That's what I'm getting this year, but I'm, I'm forecasting into my next year's budget, right? So if you take 93.8 plus 11,000, you get 105. But remember, I said I also put in my matches. My company gives us $770 towards my health savings account, plus approximately $4,500 in paycheck company contributions. So my total then gets bumped up to $110,000. So if you go back to my build a budget from my previous forecast, it was $107,000 gross, remember? So the $3,000 that I'm getting in my salary going forward is, you know, add $107 plus $3,000 is $110 is my gross. Now, so that, that's what I look at then is what I'm dealing with for fiscal 2021 from gross. Then what I do is I take my previous Excel spreadsheet and I create a new one for fiscal 2021. And then you go back and you start overriding some of those numbers, right? Which just makes sense. You don't want to recreate everything. You're just adding to it as you go and making adjustments. Now, I do want to tell you here just right now that let's do a paycheck analysis. This is how you can really look at this before you know what the net is and you know figure out then how much you have to put into your 401k. Because if you get an increase like I just did, then it stands to reason that I have to back into what I'm putting into my 401k. And is the percent that I'm putting in every paycheck going to be the same? For fiscal 2021 or do I need to make adjustments and so you just look at each item and you say well on my screen I have here I wrote down and I just did this a few minutes ago for my paycheck analysis it looks like this well I know my gross is 93,800 right so um, per paycheck you know divide that by 26 pay periods you get 3,608 will be the gross per paycheck now um, federal income tax. Okay. So you have to look at your pay stubs. This is just an example of mine. I'm forecasting minus subtract $523 for federal income tax. It's usually what I do and you can do the same and look at yours, but I take that 3608 and multiply it by 0.145 to get the 523. Medicare is something that's also taken out of my paycheck. I'm forecasting $50 because if you take 3608 times 0.0139 is usually what that is for me. So I'm taking $50 out there. Social security tax, I'm forecasting 215 out of my paycheck. I got that from taking the gross paycheck of 3608 times 0.0597. Then I get to what I'm going to take out for my 401k. 
And I'm forecasting I'm going to keep the percent the same at 27%. And that would be $974, which is going to go directly into my 401k. So let me go to my other tab here and tell you how I do that here is what I do is I... I know, and you may Google this and take a look at it, but the government says we can now put in a little bit more total dollars into our 401ks for the year 2021. And for me, as you know, I'm over 50 years old. So the the limits went up to 20,000. Your catch-up contributions for me, anybody over 50 is 6,500. So now I'm putting in that little cell there for the number of 26,500, which previously last year it was 26,000. Yes. So I'm looking at then and I say, okay, 26,500 is the goal and 27% is what I currently have in my, um, as my percentage going into my 401k. So I look at the numbers and I just redid these a few minutes ago and I said, okay, um, I have to leave a little bit open to buy, as I call it, because the bonus, I also bump my 401k down to 6% for my bonus because I want to get the company match on the bonus. Otherwise, if I didn't do that, well, first of all, it'd be way too much going into there because then I would not have that allocated out for the 26 pay periods for the total dollar amount per year. But I have to leave a little bit open to buy for my bonus right? Which is about $11,000, but I want 6% really to go into my 401k. And I get a company match on that as well. So what I'm doing is I'm forecasting and saying, I can't really allocate every single paycheck to be exactly 26,500 because of the bonus. And I need to leave a little bit open. So what I'm saying is my uh, paycheck forecast for 2021 is going to be 25,326. So that's $974 per paycheck. That's the 27%. So I'm going to leave it at 27%, in other words. Um, and I have enough open to buy of um, enough money there that's open where I can put in that. And then what I usually do at the end of the year is the last several paychecks, if I'm off, I make the adjustments in the percent to get the total 26500 But let me go back to my paycheck totals again. So... As I'm subtracting out from the 3608, I took away 523 for federal income tax, 50 estimated for Medicare, 215 for social security tax, 974, as I just said, for 401k. I'm anticipating, and I don't know yet, but you know, what happens with my company is we have our new um, healthcare dental, vision, what we have to pay in our paycheck comes out in July. So I'm forecasting about $5.54 for dental. I'm going to keep that the same, $5.54 minus $30.79 for medical, what I pay, and $2.43 for vision. So I'm keeping that there. I will have to make adjustments to my paychecks in July, though, going forward. But for right now, that's what it's going to be. And for my health savings account that also went up a little bit. So Google it. You can now put in, let me go to my other item here. Um, HSA, we can now put in 3,600 per year. So previously I told you my match is $20 per paycheck. So that's 520 a year. 
and they give us seed money in July of 250. So I know I have to come up with $2,830 from my paychecks, which is $108.84 per paycheck times 26, gives us the 2830. So I'm going to be changing my paycheck um, HSA portion to be $108.84. So if you take away all those deductions I just mentioned, that's 1909.6, will leave me then with a paycheck net after taxes and after everything I just said here. My new paycheck um, forecast is going to be $1699. It was $1639, so it went up. So I plugged that number into my budget, which I just switched to my budget tab. So on your Excel spreadsheet for the in column, remember you're putting in all of your in money. So I'm putting down from my paychecks times 26. Remember um, that number I just gave you is a total of $44,174 as my in money in my budget that I'm building right now for my fiscal 2021 is 44,000 $174. I'm also forecasting the in and um, of $1,500. Remember, my company gives us a little bit of money in our paycheck for our cell phones. So that's $1,500 per year. One thing I did in my fiscal year budget here that's hasn't budged or changed in five years, I suddenly now I'm going to increase my bonus paid forecast. So this is like going into November 2021. I'm getting my bonus right now, and I'm backing into that for fiscal 2020. But every single year over the past several years, this continues to go up. And so I used to give myself in the forecasting of the budget of 5000 in for bonus as a net, because the company, the government says if it's a bonus, actually, the government it's taxed at 31%. And so I just decided now to bump up because I was always having money at the end of the year. And I used to actually carry that money into the next year, which now I'm thinking that's kind of silly. Why don't I just net it to zero um, and put that money into Alley Savings Account? Because what was happening is that I was moving it there anyway, but keeping it in my checking account, which made no sense and seeing it in my next year's budget, which why not just net it to zero and bring it down? Um, so, but for my bonus, I am saying net is going to be 62.50. So I bumped it up 1,250 from the 5,000. So what I'm forecasting for my income for fiscal 2021 is $51,924. Now remember, I just wanna pause here for a minute a little while ago, I was telling you I have gross of 110000 remember? But we're just talking about our operating budget, which the total in for your operating budget is after everything I just talked about. Taxes, what you're paying potentially in your paychecks for health care, dental, etc. So you have to look at your operating budget a little bit differently. So... I'm forecasting $51,924 in. I'd like to move on now to step number two in building your 
budget, which is nail down every single expense. It's very important to know exactly what your expenses are. So just a minute ago, I said my total in forecast for fiscal 2021 is 51924 So as you know, by listening to the Build a Budget episode, if you have your Excel spreadsheet open, you have columns, all the numbers add up to the column N, which is the total out. And then you have your months of every single month of the year. My fiscal um, budget begins in March, as you know. So I have March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, and all of those line items. Then if I plug in numbers in those cells goes to line or column N, which is the total of the out. So let me just go through what I have and you can take a look at your budget as well and do some cross checks. So my first category I have is food. I pay myself $100 a week times 52 is $5,200. So that's the first line item that I have there in my out column. Gas for my car, I give myself $10 per week. So that is $520. Of course, through the pandemic, it's been a lot less, but I'm going to keep it here exactly where it is. Um, Electric is usually about $50 a month for me, so $600 per year. And cell phone, although I pay my cell phone through Verizon, as I said a few minutes ago, my in for my company, they pay me in my paychecks $1,500 per year, but I have a plan where I actually pay less. So I'm actually making some money. So my plan is $54 per month or $648 per year. So $648 minus the $1,500, I'm actually at a surplus of $852 in my budget, which is pretty cool, if you ask me. So that's kind of like a windfall of money. Um, I could increase my plan on my cell phone, but I don't want to. There's no reason to. So I keep it super conservative and low. The next line item is for internet. So as you may know, I'm pretty frugal. I'm a minimalist. I don't have cable. So I got rid of cable five years ago. All I have is internet. Now, from last year, this did go up about $10 per paycheck. Um, I wasn't able to call. I I did call the company and try to renegotiate (laughs) to see if they could keep it super low because I had some type of a promotion they were running. And they said, nope, sorry, you did it two years in a row. No more promotion for you. So it's going to be $54 per month. And I would rather just stay with Frontier, which is who I'm with. I don't want to change it. So it's Fios. I love it. So it's working great. So I pay $648 per year for internet. The next line item that I have in my budget is property taxes. So many of you may know that I paid off my condo in full in October of 2019. So that means if I'm not um, paying a mortgage, then property taxes is not allocated in that. So if you have a mortgage, part of that mortgage payment most likely is the property taxes that are escrowed in, then they pay the taxes for you. But if you have the property paid off, then you're responsible, of course, for paying your property taxes. So mine, pretty low at $550, because as you know, I have a 600 square foot condo, pretty small. And it's also homestead exempted as well. So that decreases some of that to keep it super low. The next line item I have, my condo association fees did go up. I'm on my board of directors here at my condo community, 
And we decided due to some expenses we have to increase all of the unit owners association fees per month. So for my unit, it's going up to $379 per month or a total of $4,548 per year. The next line item is uh, my car insurance, which is due in December. So this is forecasting, of course, next December, because I'm building my budget for 2021 fiscal year of about $1,000, um, which I have allocated there for that. Now, I do have as my next line item, as you know, from listening to the Build a Budget episode, if you listen to that back in July, but my Roth IRA is actually staying the same. Yeah, for 2021, there's no changes to that. So for me, it's $7,000 per year because remember for me, I'm over 50 catch-up contributions. 6,000 plus 1,000 catch-up is seven. So $583 per month, total of about 7,000 per year. So I see this savings item as an expense. That's just how I have it in my spreadsheet. I could change it, but it's six of one, half a dozen of another. It's not a true expense, as I've shared previously, of about $15,000, as you'll see here in a minute, but it is an expense in my budget. So you always have to look at savings as an expense. The next line item is my condo association in my condo insurance, I should say. I have two policies, one like a homeowner's policy and I also pay for flood insurance. So total of those two policies is usually about 1897 is what I've forecasted for fiscal 2021. So I pay those at a in full in um, one is in July, one is in August, something like that. So I've budgeted 1897 per year. And so let's stop right there because this really is nailing down my expenses for step number two in the key steps to build your fiscal or your 2021 budget. So let's just take a minute to recap that. So what I've done, and you can do the same in your budget, is I just now identified every single expense. And what's great about an Excel spreadsheet, as you know, possibly, is that you can kind of add it up and then look down at the bottom at the sum. So what I just did was I took the 5,200, the 520, the 600, the 648, the 648, the 550, the 4548, the 1,000, the 7,000, and the 1897, all of those items I just talked about. If you add those up, got my calculator out, is 22,605, but I'm going to subtract for fun the 7,000 because that's not really a true expense. That's savings. But I like to get to and see what my actual expenses are. So my expenses are 15,605 for my fiscal 2021 budget. You may recall from a previous episode, it went up a little bit here by $600, $605, cause it was 15,000, which makes sense. So as you're building your budget, even though, as you heard from step one, I got a 3% raise, but isn't it also true that I just shared with you that my expenses went up as well? So what you're doing is you're looking at everything and you're just thinking through everything that you have going on with your money coming in. It's a little bit more because I got a raise. That's great. 
But as I just shared with you, some of the expenses went up as well. But $600 of expenses going up from one year to the next is nothing. So that's really good. That's what you want to do is try to keep that as low as possible. So in step number two, then, if you're new to this, this is what you should be looking at. And this is a super critical point right here and right now as you build your budget is to look at your numbers. So for each of you that are doing this right now, if you did it on paper and you're looking at your forecast of money coming in and what your expenses are, what is that difference? What is that difference? Only you know that. So right now, think about that. Maybe pause the recording as you're listening to this podcast, but hopefully it's not zero. In other words, if you have 51,924 coming in like I'm going to have, and if I would have just listed some expenses that also equaled 51924 or potentially, could it be more? Could it be $60,000 that you're actually paying out in expenses? Wow, that would be bad. I hope that's not the case. <laughs> um, and we're not even talking about the next couple of steps yet, which is identifying some things coming up. So, you know, look at what you've got going on. And so if... For some reason, if you're looking at this right now and you're like, oh, wow, I've got 51 coming in, but my expenses are about the same, you know, chances are you probably have hopefully a lot of other money going on there that's coming up for these next steps. But if your reality is that it's at zero right now, then there's only two things you can do. And what are those two things? You can either increase your income. You might have to get a second job. If you have a spouse, you may say, listen, we have to, if we want to make a budget here, you're going to have to work as well so we can increase our income. That might be something you could do. Maybe, like I said, a side job, part-time job, anything to do to get that income up. Maybe look for a new job. There's all sorts of things you can do. Number two, you could reduce some of your expenses. So as you saw with my budget, my expenses are super low. But as I've also shared with all of you, it's taken me many years to get the expenses as low as they are. So don't beat yourself up if your expenses are higher. If you're in your 30s, you're approaching 40, you have mortgages potentially, you might have a car or two sitting in the driveway, you have you know payments on those cars. I own my car outright, I own my condo outright, but it's taken me a long time to get here. I'm 54 years old. You might be 36, you might be 40. So give yourself time to think about how can you get to this place where I am potentially as quickly as possible? Because what you're about to see here then is what do we do with the excess money that I'll share with you here in the steps coming up? So now I'd like to move on to step number three. So hopefully on step number two, you didn't net at zero. If so, that's okay. You can do the things I just talked about. Increase your income, decrease your expenses. And for many of you, if you have dual incomes, of course, you may have so much more money coming in. And that's what's great about building your budget and seeing your vision before the year comes. Because with step number three now, you get to decide how much of your excess that you have. Hopefully you have some excess in the budget that you just created after your expenses. How much and how small of a portion could you then give yourself 
for fun, for fun money. And I say small only because I think that you should probably keep this as small as possible. And why not build your vision right now in step number three as the smallest amount of money you would pay yourself to have fun, to do certain things, and then back into this after we get through the next couple of steps. Because, you know, if your goal is to max out your 401k, I hope that it is. I hope that you want to get as much of it as you can possibly get into there. I think I shared with you in previous episodes that it took me several years, many years, to max it out, meaning I want to get the total dollar amount that I shared with you just a little while ago into my 401k vehicle. I want to get as much as I can that the government will allow into my Roth IRA. But it took me multiple years to finally max out those dollar amounts. So you may be there, you may not. But you have to see this bigger vision of all of the items that I'm talking about to then make decisions over what you're going to allocate into these steps that are coming up next. Because you have to have income coming in, obviously, right? And you know now the reality of what your income is coming in. We talked about the expenses. And now we're about to talk about what are you going to pay yourself? So let me tell you what mine is, and then you can cross-check to yours as well. So on my spreadsheet, I'm looking at it. And as I scroll down, if I go past what I just shared with you in the last step of the um, the condo insurance that I talked through, now I am looking at the, um, the fun money portion. So I pay myself $10,000 per year in fun money. But in my budget, I break it out so that I have one item for fun one and I have another line item for fun two. I previously shared in the build a, bu- build a budget in July that I do that because I like to be creative and see, wow, can I get through the month and not really spend all that? I'll probably spend all of fun one. But what if I'm really conservative and I save could I not save, or could I save some of fun too? But I give myself the ability to see it on the spreadsheet as though I'm going to spend the fun money as an expense, but it's a, it's not a true expense, but it's an expense for fun money. And so as I'm looking at my spreadsheet then, I put in the columns of the months, but the total then for fun one is $2,600. That's $50 per week. Then for fun two, I allocate, and I just decided through the years to do this. I'm not sure why, (laughs) but I give myself $40 per week for fund two, which totals $2,080. So if you take $2,600 and $2,080, you get um, $4,680. And then the third item, I should have told you, there's also a fund three. And I see this as all the excess that I can plug in here if I go back to my other steps and I have to make adjustments. So my fund three to get to the 10 grand is $5,320 allocated at about $443 per month, right? Because if you add all those 12 months up, you then get 5320. So if you take that then and add 2600, 2080 and 5320, you get $10,000. And so That's what I put in my budget. Now, that then is nailing down really step number three. 
which is very important. So as you look at your budget then, you're going to be looking at different numbers. You could have a lot more coming in if you have a dual income household, right? So what are you guys then willing, if you're a single person or a couple, what are you willing in your budget to pay yourself is what I just talked about here. It might be more than what I just shared with you. It may be less. How frugal do you want to be? And it also then depends on as you go into the next couple of steps that I'm going to share with you is to then circle back to this one to make adjustments because we want to get as much as we can into, as I just said previously, our investing buckets, which is coming up in step number five. But let's now move on to step number four, which is what are you going to allocate into the excess for savings? As I'm looking at my budget here then, so we're on step number four, we looked at our fund money and we're like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of good with that. I have extra money going on here because remember I have 51,924 coming in. Just a little while ago, I said the expenses with the Roth 401k going on, I'm, I'm sorry, the Roth that I have going in there of 7,000. So that's 22,000 I have on my spreadsheet here for um, expenses plus the savings of the Roth. Then I have 10,000, right? So 53, no, 52,000, just rough numbers here, minus 22 of what I just said for the expenses and the Roth um, gives you 30,000 left in my budget. Well, I just took away 10,000 for fun and I still have 20 grand left. So what I decided to do with that is I have four, step number four, which we're on right now, is what can we then allocate and put into if you have anything left over to go into savings? And remember, savings are things like online savings accounts with Ally Bank, which is where mine is, as you may know, by listening to my previous episodes. So it's a savings. It's not money that you're putting into the investments, your mutual funds. It's not something you need in 20 years. It's something that you're saying to yourself, do I need to put money into savings for something in my future? For many of you, if you're in your 30s, it might be you want to buy a house. So you might be saving for a house. You're not putting that in the stock market per se. You're putting it into a bucket for whatever savings that you may need. Some of it might be your emergency fund. So I have $16,000, as you know, in my emergency fund. So where are you there? Do you have your emergency fund? Is it adequate? Is it at least eight to 10 months of true expenses that if you lost your job, you could use that. So everybody listening to me has to look at your own personal situation to see then in this step number four, how much money, of course, do you have left over? Would you need to go back to your fund money and bring that down? Because if you have zero in your emergency fund, well, then you've got to get it up. So it might take a year to get it up, right? So look at your own personal situation like me, I've already got my emergency fund going on. I really don't need to put more into savings. But since my expenses are so low, then yes, I do have, and I'll share with you right now, that I have $9,803 that I forecast going into my Alley Savings account for fiscal 2021. So $9,803 is roughly $815 or $818 per month that I'm gonna let sit there and filter it into 
my savings vehicle of my ally savings account. Now, I don't know for sure, <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm going to keep it there or not. But in this step of building your budget, especially if you're new to this, then what do you need to put into your savings amount is what you should be looking at right here. Let's move on now and go to step number five, which is as you go through these, you know, you did step number one, got your gross income going on. You nailed down your expenses. You're nailing down what you're going to put into fund buckets. You've just allocated what you think can go into savings. If there's money left over, then this is what you're going to allocate into investing. Not to be confused with savings, but investing. And so I look looking at my spreadsheet here then, um, I've shared with you previously that I have Vanguard as my um, taxable account, which is a savings um, mutual fund account that has mutual funds. It's got bonds. It's allocated appropriately to stocks and bonds, but I have a taxable account with Vanguard. And so this is new money from my budget that I forecast going into that account. And it's $9,500 um, um, in my line item here. And what's interesting is that you would be looking also that, you know, you get your bonus. Hopefully, if you have a bonus, I'm looking at my budget here and I'm saying to myself, okay, if I get the bonus, which I usually do, there hasn't been one year that I haven't through my company, which is great. And so what I say is, I'm trying to get $9,500 into that Vanguard account, but it's okay if it takes till the whole end of the fiscal year. And I base it on if I get the bonus. So the bonus comes in November. Then I look at this and I say, okay, yes, great. Got the bonus. And so I could totally fund this line item in my budget, which I potentially hope to be 9,500. So if you take all those numbers that I just shared with you, right? The 52,000 coming in and now everything going out is about 52,000. So right now, as it stands, as I'm looking at my budget, even though I have another four months to work on this, I'm actually about 85% complete with it. Then I save it and I put it away for a couple of weeks and I come back and I look at it. And then this will be rolled out in March of 2021. And so for all of you that are working on your budget, for your um, calendar year 2021. It could be potentially, as you know, over the next two months to do exactly what I had done here for you today is to take the time, put it on paper, put it in your spreadsheet and see what you come up with. And so I also wanna say before I close out this episode <clears throat> is that as you know, the operating budget includes some savings going on here one for the Roth IRA, right? Which I see as an expense because it's after um, tax income that I'm putting in and funding the Roth IRA, as you know. So obviously it has to be a part of my operating budget because it's in my paycheck, but then I'm spending it into an expense. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm save, I'm, I'm, yeah, spending it in, into savings, I guess you could say, right? So it's from after tax income in my paycheck. So it logically, it has to be here in your operating 
budget, as well as what I put into my Vanguard account, which is an investment vehicle, but it's with after-tax money as well. And so what I'll end the episode with here then right now is I want to look at my total investing tab forecast for fiscal 2021. And let's just take a look at the line items, because this is how you have to think in terms of everything I shared with you at the top of the episode where I was saying my total income for the year is 110 grand, right? My forecast, but that includes not only my salary, but it also includes my bonus. It also includes my matches from my company, right? I shared that with you previously. So now I circle back and then I say, okay, what is my vision for the year of my fiscal 2021 as it relates to my investing totals, savings and investing totals, actually, okay? I previously said it's about 70%, which I think it's going to remain there as well. It's not going to budge too much. And so, you know, as I shared previously, income is going up a little bit, but my expenses went up. So when I look then here at my numbers, and I'll share with you right now, and you can do the same for yours as well, is I'm looking at my total savings forecasts for fiscal 2021, and there's several line items. So let's break it down and take a look. So as you know, I'm putting in as much as I can into my 401k. The government is allowing us 26,500. So that's my first item on my Excel spreadsheet. And all of these then that I'm sharing with you add to a total that I'll share with you here in a minute. So 26,500, that's my goal. I talked about how I'm going to try to get that in there. You're going to try to get yours to be the total as well. If you're under 50, it's only, what, 20 grand per year. So maybe you're putting in 15,000. How can you try to get that as your number one priority to get the total that the government will allow? That's your goal. So 26,500. Then I have my next item here I just shared with you a little bit ago for my Vanguard account, 9,500. I'm putting in my company match. $4,500, putting that right there. My Roth IRAs I shared with you is $7,000. My HSA that my company pays is $770. Then I, from my money, as you just heard me say, in my HSA, because remember I told you the paycheck breakdown, so it's not in my operating budget, but it is some savings going on there for my health savings account. Total, $2,780. So if you take 770, my company pays, but I put in 2780. There's our 3550 right there. I think I have to make a change there because it's actually 3600 now. So I'll make an adjustment, but <laughs> um, I forgot to do that one. So we'll leave it there for now. And then for Allie is about 9500, right? My savings from my operating budget gives me a total of $60,572, which I always try to get about $60,000 every year. So there it is on paper and you can see it. So that's what I have for you everybody today. As we go through the next 60 days into the year 2021, everybody should be working on your operating budget. Number one, to nail down your gross, gross income. Make sure you know exactly how much you have coming in. Number two, nail down every single expense so you know exactly what you have going out. Number three, 
Make sure you nail down any excess and what you want to pay yourself in terms of fund money. Number four, what do you allocate into savings? And finally, number five, what do you allocate going into your investing buckets? So I want to close out the episode as I always do. I want you to make it your mission to walk with me to wealth. Not only that, (laughs) but write your way to wealth as well with a pen, paper, and a calculator. Put it down on paper. It's really going to help you. So for all of my case studies that I had this month, or over the past several months, I should say, Amy and David, expat Paul and Italia, Stephen and Susan last week in Albuquerque, New Mexico, all of you should be working on your budget as well as all of my listeners of the Broke at 40 podcast. So I appreciate you, all of you for attending. I appreciate that you're here each and every week with me. More importantly, I believe in you, that you have the ability to build your budget right now as we go into the new year. And I congratulate you for every single step of the way. I'm Evan Thomas, everybody. I'll see you next week on the Broke at 40 podcast. All righty, that's going to do it for another episode, everybody. Hey, I've got a favor. If you've got a friend that's struggling financially at any age, please share this episode with them. Let them know that I went from broke to a million dollar net worth in just about 14 years. And if I can do it, anybody can. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. What do I always say? It's okay to be broke at 40. It really is, but not at 50 or 55 now that you found us. You can change your financial destiny. I'm Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast.